0: Welcome back to the Mobile Home Investing Lessons podcast with your host John Fedro. Tune in weekly, plus listen to past episodes designed to make you money, save you time, and give you confidence as an active mobile home investor. Now here's your host, John Fedro.
1: Welcome back everyone. This is the Mobile Home Investing Lessons podcast take 2. Uh this is episode number 34. This is awesome. I can't believe we've been doing 34 episodes um, at no rhyme or reason or fashion. Thank you for hanging around and listening to these podcasts. I'm super excited uh, to be bringing in a uh, very active, very awesome, down-to-earth guy, um, active mobile home investor. Uh, Bo, are you there? I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, John. Awesome. Yeah. You sound good. Um, Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you. We're going to talk about a bunch of stuff on this podcast. Normally, our podcasts just have like one topic that we kind of dive deep on, but there's a lot of things you've been doing, you've been seeing. And, you know, should we divide that between a bunch of podcasts or just, you know, put it in this one and make it awesome and full of a bunch of content? Um, So that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about a bunch of different topics. Um, Before we jump into stuff, Bo, if you could. Tell people about, uh, yeah, a little bit about yourself when you're not mobile home investing. um, What do you do and, uh, or where are you? And yeah, as much as you'd like to say in a Cliff's Notes period of time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, John. First, you know, like as we get into it, I just want to say, you know, thanks for having me on the podcast, but you know, more importantly, it's, it's been great getting to know you and great, great working with you. Um, But uh, yeah, what I do, so I'm actually... My day job, I am an active duty JAG um, in the Air Force. I was in the Marine Corps for a while, uh, active duty doing that. And then I um, switched over to there, had a, you know, got a family so and everything. So uh, I actually switched to the Air Force. And so that's what I do uh, for my day job. Um, We started investing in real estate back in 2009. I bought my first home, kind of. Took a lull. There, I actually, bought a duplex. Lived in one side. Uh, you know, rented out the rooms. So, started doing that. Been doing that ever since. And then about a year ago, you know, it was just things were kind of tough, and I was looking to ways to grow real estate. And I think I actually stumbled upon a Bigger Pockets podcast that you were on, talking about mobile home investing. And I happened to be staying at a hotel. And there was a giant mobile home park across the street from me. I was like, I, I should look in mobile homes. And so, yeah, about a year ago, I got started in mobile home investing, and that's
1: what landed me here. And it, thank you for that. Um, thank you for that. That you have, um, man. Your background. I mean, thank you for being. Thank you for your service um, and for this country and for us. And then you're you're still. Um, how many hours a week do you? spend in court or on the yeah what does your week look like what is your where's your free time with family and then job (laughs) life yeah that's that's a great question
0: um so every week is different you know it's uh it really just depends i'm i'm in court i guess covid threw a wrench in things covid made stuff really weird but now we're back and doing stuff normally, or kind of back to normal, the new normal, whatever they want to call it. Um, so I don't know, you know, uh, I, I do, I'm kind of averaging right now, like, one to two court martials a month. So that's one to Whoa. two trials a month.
1: So, yeah. Wow. How much time can you or do you put into mobile home investing uh, currently at this phase of the of the of your of your, of your business? That is a
0: good question. I don't honestly, I don't know. Um, I, I guess I kind of have the I don't know the answer to that. Um, I, you know, take calls when I can as they come in. I do marketing when I can. I, can, I really I just kind of squeeze it in. I mean, I squeeze it in when I can and where I can. Uh, you know, I, I like doing this stuff. So to me, um, it wasn't always like that. But to me, you know, mobile home investing is fun. And so when I get free time, I, I enjoy doing it. So yeah, I just kind of squeeze it in where I can.
1: Okay, we'll talk about that, uh, that more, because that is your, you like doing certain types of deals that allow you to just sort of do it on your own time or invest on your yeah. own time, which <laughs> yes, yeah, that's yeah. why we're here. Well, yeah, uh, what does your business look like as far as the, oh, can you hear that, Bo? yeah you hear that little one i got a dog's dreaming over in the corner i don't know what his legs are moving (laughs) besides that what's an otherwise quiet room besides us and the dog okay we'll keep pushing forward um what is your how many deals do you have under your belt at this point roughly
0: uh mobile home deals i guess all right well i guess i need to think um probably probably somewhere around like the neighborhood of 20 to 30 i guess um that that includes that includes rvs you know you talk about mobile homes Mm. but um i find that rvs are a great little you know kind
1: of what works for mobile homes also works for rvs so don't let the secret out too much okay no (laughs) that's awesome okay cool we'll talk about that too um this is good we just uh thank you for the very very brief background um is your family supportive in, in you doing this? I mean, were they not on board at first or how did I just, I'm not sure if I know the answer to that.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I am the luckiest guy in the world. I'm married to the most wonderful woman and yeah, she is not only my wife, she is my business partner and yeah, she's, she's totally on board. She helps out with stuff. I mean, she's just as much, you know, in the business as I am. So
1: yeah. And then, Oh, very so, yeah. cool. Now, okay, so I don't think we've spoken much, though. So is she more behind the scenes or just how does that yeah, work? Yeah, we kind or
0: of what? we kind of both have our roles that we've just naturally fell into. I guess I do more of the mobile home stuff, you know. So I think one of the things we're getting into, you know, I'm still very a- active, you know, doing like traditional real estate. We, we still invest a lot um, in that. And so she handles a lot of that. But um, whenever I need something from mobile homes, you know, if I'm, if I'm in court or if I've got something going on and there's somebody that wants to go look at one of our properties, let's say, or I don't know, um, you know, whatever the case is,
1: uh, she'll go kind of take care of that stuff when she can. Very cool. Okay. So you, it sounds like it ebbs and flows and pick up where you need to. Wow. Yeah. yeah, Great partnership. Anything specific that the military, your military career or um, real estate investing with single family homes, is there anything that translates well or that, you know, I'm so glad I learned this from the military or I'm so glad I learned this from single families because it translates so well into mobiles. Is there anything that just comes to the top of your mind that is that that's true about?
0: Not nothing that comes to the top. There's there's probably a lot of things, you know, I've been in the military since 2005, um, one way or the other. And I've, the military has taught me a lot, you know, whenever I meet young people that are considering going in the military, I always, you know, say, you know, I'm always supportive of that decision just because it, you know, it does really, um, I don't know, you learn a lot of lessons. You learn how to be an adult in a lot of ways and how to, you know, just be better at a lot of things. So I'm sure there is, Um, I'm sure that it's, you know, helped a lot. I'll say, you know, where I'm at, I realize that it could be different depending on what state or area you're in, but I'm in the South. And when I meet people, you know, I I don't try to hide that from them at all. You know, I tell people, I don't try to use it either, but you know, I just, I'm just open with people. I'm just honest. I tell them what I'm doing. And um, most people that I meet, you know, uh, appreciate that, you know, in this business, um, most people, I think it garnishes some level of trust and, you know, people, uh, yeah.
1: yeah. One of the things, it... oh, go ahead, please. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Well, I was just going to say, I mean, I think it kind of, it helps build rapport, I guess. Um, but, uh,
1: yeah. Building rapport, I know one of the things that we wanted to talk about, one of the things that, you know, I specifically asked, you know, what's something that you would like to discuss? Uh, the power of relationships and I suppose that's how it begins or ideally with honesty and um. I, yeah, I, that's,
0: that's what I believe hundred percent. I mean, I think, you know, if you, I think if you can't be honest with somebody about what you're doing, at least for me, I know I need to reevaluate it because, um, you know, like this, this business is not about screwing people over. It's not about finding somebody and, you know, stealing some mobile home from a RASA from her house from whatever it is. It is, and you talk about this, I know, but it is about helping people. And um if you if you're having to lie to somebody to help them, I would, you know, my advice would just be reevaluate that. Um for real. Yeah. So yeah, it is it is about being open. Yeah. And relationships are so important. You know, I have kind of you know the keys. I think for success, and I'm still learning. I'm not trying to act like I'm I'm some guru that knows it all. But relationships are so so
1: important. Can we talk about a deal where that was important? I mean, you, you relationships with handymen, park managers, attorneys, other single family house investors, mobile home investors, you know, city officials, your spouse. Um, I mean, the list goes on. Like. Yeah. Right. uh please is there a like a story that comes to mind that relationships were crucial um well yeah.
0: you know i think i think every deal that i've ever done uh, involved <laughs> re- relationships and really i mean that you know it's um every single deal i've ever done but but yeah like what you're talking about kind of those key relationships with people that's super important you know um whenever i got into this business got into mobile homes I, there's one in particular that I can remember, and someone needed a mobile home moved. And it was the first time that I'd moved a mobile home. I didn't know anyone that moved them. I thought it would be pretty easy to get a mobile home moved. I realized that that was not necessarily correct. And there weren't a lot of people that did it. So it took me a while. And I, and I, I overpromised, which is, you know, I've learned to not do that. I was like, oh, yeah, we can get this thing moved, no problem. Well, it was a problem, and it took me a long time to get it moved. When I finally was, did meet reliable movers, I learned he invests in mobile homes too. And so now, when, and this kind of going into what we, another thing I think we're going to talk about, but now, whenever I find something, those movers that I know, and now I've met a couple that are reliable and they all invest in mobile homes, those are some of the first people I call right away because. Now that I've established those relationships, number one, I, when I'm talking to sellers, I, I can tell them, Hey, this is how long it takes, you know, or let them know realistically, if they have something that they need to move, I can tell them, Hey, this is, this is what you're looking at. This as far as how much it's going to cost, how long it's going to take. But it's also a way that I can add value, which is really what it's all about for the seller and say, but I know somebody that can move it right away, you know? So, um having those relationships has been super important.
1: Has that been, what, what is your business uh, with the homes that you're investing in and turning? What is that? Can you break those down, I guess, into percentages of, you know, how many of these homes do you buy and sell for cash? How many are you buying and selling on payments? How many mm-hmm. do you not even purchase? You're just turning them. You're, you're, you're wholesaling them before you even buy them.
0: So I pretty much buy everything you know, I, I get titled to just about everything before I sell it. And then I am now pretty much operating at selling everything at a hundred percent cash. <laughs> I, I have done payments before, but I've just learned, you know, in my market specifically, what has worked for me from doing this, you know, for the past, you know, year or so um, I've kind of developed my own, you know, unique system that works for me where, yeah, I, I, I buy them and then, I turn around and sell them for
1: cash. How dare you sell them for cash and not take payments <laughs> or rent them? Are you kidding me? No, that's awesome. Like that's so cool. That around the country, that's uh, you know when when we work together when you're investing in mobile homes, you know we're uh, my uh, something that I, I push is that we take sort of a massive approach and we steamroll to kind of. Uh, Talk to everybody. To talk to everybody, see what's going on, uh, understand the situation, and then move forward uh, with you know, with, with with the path of least resistance. And mm-hmm. I, mean, I got to be honest with you, finding them, picking them up for little or next to nothing, and we'll talk about that. And then selling all of these for cash. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to sell some for payments, you can. Now, question: uh, Do you have you tried to sell on payments, and then it, it was no Like people would just make you offers you couldn't refuse. Like, I don't want to do payments. I just want to give you the cash or you were never that interested in payments or how did it, how did you find that that's what your market wanted or.
0: Yeah. So the first deal that I ever did, um, with mobile homes, I kind of had it set up. It was in a park. I needed to leave it in a park and I was, I had it listed for payments and I had it for, for cash or payments, you know, whatever somebody wanted and. Everyone that wanted to buy it, they wanted to pay cash, and they <laughs> wanted to and they wanted to move it onto their own land. And the deal that I had set up with the park was that it was going to stay in the park. And I just the, the light bulb went off then that oh my goodness, there's a huge market here for people that want cash, you know, that have this certain amount of cash that they're willing to spend. And apparently, just everybody's got country out in the you know or land in the country somewhere that they want to put mobile homes on. So I. Realize that and adjusted, you know, you kind of mentioned it, but it's, yeah, you take, take massive action, which I know you preach and it's it's so true. Take massive imperfect action and then learn what's working for you and what's not, and then adjust.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now the numbers that you're selling for on cash, Mm -hmm. did you, well, actually, first of all, if you go, I'll, I'll remember this question, but uh, something else, the park that we just mentioned, your first deal, they wanted you to keep the home in the community. Did you keep that home in the community or did you sell it to someone that ripped it out of there? And did the manager dislike you for that or what happened there? Oh,
0: no, I, I kept it in the community. I had to, I'd, okay. I'd, signed a, I'd signed a lease. I guess if even if they had pulled it out of there, I was still on the hook for a lot rent. So no, yeah, we, we kept, I kept it in the community. I ended up actually, so it was what happened with, with that one. I did get a guy that would wanted to make payments on it. He came in, he was, he was great. He paid for a long time. And then he hurt himself on the job. Oh. Um, so he couldn't make payments anymore. He ended up moving back in with some family, I think in a different state. So he was gone. So at that point I was looking for, you know, to do something with it, but kind of back to the threat of our relationships. At By then I'd been doing this for a couple months and I had developed relationships with some of the other investors in my area. So I reached out to some of the investors that I knew that were interested in working in that park and um, ended up selling it for cash to one of them. I realized that at that point, I realized that, you know, cash was the way that I like to do things and <laughs> gave it to him. I got my money out of it. You know, I, I made some profit on it, and it was a good deal for for this investor friend of mine too. So it was win, 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 you know, all, all the way around. Uh, that, that's one thing, you know, we're jumping all over, but back to relationships is for a long time, I believed that other investors were my competition and that, you know, I would try to stay away from it. But I've learned over the years that other investors are or can be my partners. And is, I've had way more success you know, reaching out to other investors, developing relationships with other investors, because, hey, what may not work for me may work for you. Or maybe I've got a house, but I don't have any buyers and you've got buyers, but you don't have a house or whatever the case is. And um, so I think just, you know, understand that the, the pie is big enough for for us all. And if we work together, then,
1: you know, most of the time you can do better. Are you selling multiple homes to these same people one after the other? I mean, if it's win-win, then they should want to keep working with you.
0: Exactly. You know, I know one of your things is developing your buyer's list. And I feel like now I have a solid buyer's list and it's other investors and other movers. Um, So, yeah, so that's, that's and that's what makes this so fun for me is when I get something, number one, I know what a good deal is now, and so as soon whenever I, whenever I get something, it's easy to sell. I, I turn around and sell. Them. I flipped one last month, literally in fifteen minutes, talk and about- I made yeah, I made two grand on that one.
1: So fifteen minutes, two grand yep. worth of work. Do you feel well? Please, to, uh, you can't just leave me. Yeah, leave us hanging like that. Please talk about. Do you mind? Do you mind sharing that one? You said just. Oh, I'd month? love to.
0: Yeah, I'd love to. So I had an investor friend that we were chatting up and he said, Hey, you know, I'm really, I'm looking for a double wide. I've got some, you know, some land that needs this guy wants a double wide on it. If you come across anything, let me know. I said, okay. Uh, About 10 minutes later, a lead came in. Guy had a double wide that had a little bit of fire damage, um, but he just needed it gone. He was wanting to put up a barn in the space that it was in and no one was living there anymore, and he just needed it gone because he, he wanted to put up. It was taking up space on his, on his land. Um, so when I asked him how much he needed for it, he said three grand. So in my mind, I'm thinking, man, fire damage, gosh, you know, he's only want three grand for, for a double wide. Like, this thing is probably, I don't know, you know, it's probably, it's probably in bad shape. So, I'm, you know, I'm telling him, like, hey, you know, double wides are tricky. They cost a lot of money to move. You got you know, to separate them got to move him twice. So it's pretty much double moving fee. And he's, he's says all that. Oh no, originally he said he wanted four grand for it. And so I'm telling him all that. And I'm, as I'm on the phone before I, you know, even go there, um, I asked him, I explain all that to him and uh, say, you know, is, is, th- is four your, is that your bottom dollars that really, I can't remember the exact language that I use, but I essentially said, you know, is that really as low as you're willing to go? And he said, I'll do it for three. And so I thought, okay, you know, I'm thinking this thing is probably not anything great. So I just immediately, before I even seen the house, I called up my investor friend and said, hey, I've got a double wide. Um, it's got some fire damage. Uh, I don't really know. I'm going to look at it, but if you want it, I'll, you can have it for five. And he said, okay, yeah, that sounds good. Oh, well, well, let's, you know, let me know when you're going over to look at So I think I was going to look, look at it at like, you know, five 30 or something that evening I said, meet me over there at 545. 45. And uh, he said, okay, I go over there. I pull up. This thing is immaculate. I go inside. It is beautiful. Oh. And it, the only fire damage, the stove had on fire. And so there's a little fire damage around the stove. That's it. And so I'm like kicking myself. I'm like, this is, this thing is, a great deal. So, but then my buddy pulls up, I'd already told him five. So I, I, you know, told the seller, I said, yeah, I'll I'll definitely take this for three. I'll get it moved. Gave him realistic expectations about when, how long it was going to take the move. You know, I said, it's, it can take anywhere from, you know, four to six months. Um, but I, you know, as long as you're okay with that. And he was, he was okay with that. Uh, so my buddy walked in and he's thinking the same thing. I was, he was like, holy cow, this is great!" He's like, heck yeah, I want it. And I was like, I know, man, you're getting a deal on this. So I sold it to him for five and gave me the cash right then and there. We, you know, everything was signed over. Um, and then we under we got moved in a month and a half. So it, it, that was a situation where it was a win, win, win from everybody. I could have sat there and kicked myself like, man, I lost out on a lot of money. And I did, I did lose out on some money, but I made five grand in fifteen, or I made two grand in fifteen minutes, and I was able to help this land over. I was able to help the the seller. I made two grand, and my buddy. I I can't. I don't know what he's eventually sold it for, but I know he made a bunch of money on it.
1: So, anyways, great way to look at that. I mean, not to kick yourself, and for I don't know what that breaks down to. Fifteen minutes or fifteen minutes of two. I don't know what that breaks down to, but that's a lot. That's a good lot of money per minute. <laughs> telling, yeah. Oh um, yeah. I'll tell you. And, and another thing, on
0: that, John, you know, to add to that and on this theme of relationships, the landowner was so happy that I could help him. You know, like I said, I still invest in traditional real estate. And um, so, and I tell everyone that I buy mobile homes from, I tell them that. And uh, he, I just got a call the other day. He had um, a death in the family, inherited some land with some real estate on it. And I'm getting a good, I'm going to get a good deal on that. So, so yeah. So again, like relationships, if you build them and treat them right and treat them like the assets that they are, relationships really are assets. They will keep paying you back. And that is not the first time that that type of thing has happened to me.
1: I love that. Do you ask for any testimonials or review on any kind of site that you have or, or, or paper or, do you do you ask for any kind of reviews from folks
0: no you know i my operation is pretty bare bones um i i don't have a website i don't um you know i'm kind of yeah i'm kind of maxed out on time uh i you know i'm not super tech savvy i don't know if i could (laughs) would be great at having a website but
1: Please, you you're know, overqualified no, for this business. Yeah, you you, have, <laughs> you know what you're talking about. Four to six months, though, to move a double wide? Is that what you're finding? I know you said you moved in. It, right? it
0: was at the time. It's oh, gotten okay. a little that's bit a... better now, but okay. it's uh, something about it. You know, I've got a theory on it, and that's probably outside the scope of this. But Ooh. yeah. Conspiracy it's... theory? <laughs> no, no, no. no? Nothing, <laughs> nothing like that. I'm a sucker for a good conspiracy theory, though. But uh, I guess we can talk about that some other time. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. What but was your moving no, it was just, mover's theory out of, out of curiosity?
0: Well, it's kind of still going on, but um, again, all real estate markets are local, right? And every, you know, there's people talking about the national real estate market, but it's all <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere is different. You know, it's, it's local. And I think it was just kind of a perfect storm in that uh, real estate prices were through the roof. They still are, but they're through the roof uh, making housing unaffordable for a lot of people which has drove up the demand for mobile homes and like I said in my area there's a lot of people that want them moved and in, in Arkansas I think every state's probably different but in Arkansas you know you have to get licensed to be a to move mobile homes and in this area there's only a handful of people that do it you know the business I actually looked into I was at one point I looked into starting a, mo- a moving business and if someone wants to make some money you know, come to arkansas and move mobile homes it 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 takes some time to and it and it's it's a pretty large investment which is what kept me from doing you know buying buying the trucks buying the equipment spending the time to get licensed you know and certified um but uh yeah i think there was a number of guys that retired and the demand for moving mobile homes went up so you just had it was just a
1: supply and demand thing Around the country, it does vary. In some areas of the country, there's too many movers. I mean, not too many. You get your pick and it's wonderful. But in other areas, it's like one mover shares like three states or it feels like that. Right. Um, when you're selling, I definitely don't want to uh, open an old wound here. But the the home that you sold for five grand to your mm-hmm. investor friend, um, what what do you think that you could have sold that one for? Um, or, or to the same guy, what do you think you would have resold? I mean, if had you not invited him out, you would have sought first.
0: Oh, I would have, I would have, uh, I don't know how I would have played that. If I, if I already had it on some land, if it didn't have to be moved, mm-hmm. I think I could have sold it for 20 to 30,000.
1: And, it, and in its had current selling- condition, that has to be moved? 10
0: yeah, I, I think that'd be fair. I think that would have been fair.
1: Is it easier for you? Like if you could sell it to your investor for, you know, let's just say, I don't know, 10,000, or you could sell it to an end buyer for 15. Would you rather go with the higher price? Do you mostly sell to investors? Or do you mostly sell to end buyers that want to move the move the trailer?
0: I've done both. And it- uh, but I, I would prefer selling to other investors. To me, like I said, you know, this is not um, this is not my main kind of business and it's, it is a fun tool that I have, right? It's another way that I invest in real estate
1: you are so right that around the country there are people that they undervalue their own mobile homes you know they've lived in their mobile home and they there's a small fire inside or it's messy or it's dirty and they're really critical um, and they'll really undervalue their mobile home and the the moving of it you know that that that, that confuses people they don't understand that uh, they have other goals that they want and they want this home gone they know it might cost them thousands of dollars to demo or who would want to take this old unwanted mobile home. If I don't want it, who's gonna want it? So that's just around the country, we're seeing that. When you're dealing with investors, especially ones that you know, you know that if they move the home, they're gonna buy the home from you, they're gonna move it, and then they're gonna usually do it the right way. They used a licensed mover, they clean up the stuff behind them, they take all the junk that they're supposed to. Um, If you deal with an end buyer that doesn't know as much, they might leave junk behind. They might have a lot more questions. You might be babysitting them a lot more. Um, they might go back to the seller or try to you know make trouble for you in some way. So I guess that was me, just me talking. The question I have for you, when you work with either investors or end users that are going to buy a mobile home and move it off of somebody else's land, do you ever take a deposit to say, you know, you give me an extra 800 now? let's sign this agreement. And then, you know, once you leave the home, it's on the truck Mm -hmm. and and it's off of the land and the lands, you know, the anchors are gone. The blocks are gone. There's no junk, you know, you've taken the shed. We, you know, we sold the shed or the steps. We don't want you leaving any of this behind. Then you get your 800 back. Do you ever take any deposits like that? That would
0: probably be a better way to do it. And I'll probably start doing it that way. What I have done is if I'm selling it to an end user that's gonna get their own mover, I give them a timeline. I say this has to be out in, you know, X many months. If it's not, you have to start paying me lot rent. And I sign another lease agreement. I've never had to enforce one of those. I haven't had to yet, because I've had enough luck to get them moved before that it comes to that time. But I have I've I've gone the I have tried to incentivize people to get them moved. Yeah. But I think that a positive is probably better than rent because I've always wondered like, okay, well, what if he just doesn't
1: pay me rent? What am I going (laughs) to do? Well, you are in luck. That form is, uh, we have that form. So um, yeah, that's in um, lesson B3, but we can talk about that at a different time the have you ever had any bad experiences with that has ever has anyone clearly they haven't stayed longer or they haven't take delayed or dragged their feet have they ever tried to go back and make trouble for you by talking to the person you bought it from did they ever try to like renegotiate or anything weird or uh, no
0: and that's that is why I like I don't I don't wholesale them mm -hmm. I buy them and resell them I get title I get title to them before i try to do you know do anything like that Bottom so line, yeah. no i've i've never haven't ran into any issues I had, I had one one issue where uh this was a deal i got an entire mobile home park the Ooh, park owner what was yeah 12 12 mobile homes and one one swipe the oh, park this, that's owner, incredible. okay, please, I'll, I'll show. Oh, you yeah. yeah, go ahead. <laughs> great, yeah, it was a great deal. The park owner, he owned it for a long time, and he was wanting to convert it to strictly RVs. So he had twelve spots there. I think, I think, is what his plan was was that um, if he converted to RVs, he could get more RVs in than he had mobile homes. So he was looking to get rid of the twelve mobile homes. Now, this keep in mind this this is a park owner um and he said you can just have them if you move them you can just have them
1: and what were the years of these were they just terrible or i mean what uh, the condition that's the what year? i'm
0: thinking that's what i'm thinking when i got the call right He's like <laughs> okay because i i've definitely i've definitely gone to on calls like that and it's just bad you know really bad um condition so that's what i'm thinking but i still went and no they were in good shape they were uh early eighties models, but they were in good shape. And so, yeah, I got all those. It took a while um, to make that deal work, but it did. Even with those
1: ones, you put all the titles into your name.
0: I did. I put all, all, I put all 12 in my name.
1: You're no company, no trust, just in Bo's name.
0: No, I'm sorry. Well, I put them, I put them in my LLC's name. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I put him in my LLC's name. Uh, I can't remember why I started telling that story. What you prompted me? Oh, why did did I have a seller go behind me and start talking to the owner? In this case, Ooh. I did. Um, I did. So, I pretty quickly I got under contract with another investor on those for five thousand apiece, and eventually, that uh, I don't know that he it got back. Well, so, okay. So I got under contract for 5,000 piece on, on those. So that was pretty sweet. Uh, he was someone just starting. He was a big real estate investor that was just starting out mobile homes. He did not, he was not right. And um, he had thought that it was going to be easier to move him than it was. So, so what he ended up doing was he went to the gentleman that owned the park and made an offer just to buy the land. To buy the land that it was under. So he did. He 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 ended up buying the land. So then we didn't have to move him or anything. Uh so yeah, that that guy was a little, he he realized that I don't know. I mean, he never asked me what I was gonna sell him for, you know, or anything like that. But I think he realized that I was making a good amount on him. But here's the kicker. The guy that ended up buying him from me, he then resold them for around like 15000 a piece.
1: Ooh.
0: <laughs> yeah. For cash? So, no, I think he was taking them on payments. That's, that's just what I heard from
1: from somebody. I don't know how, yeah, yeah, how true yeah. it is. Um, wow. Good for him. Well, yeah. sort of. So to go, I mean, but they were already your title. So even though he bought the land, did he, he right. ever, well, I guess you were going to sell them to him anyway. I was going to say, did he ever right. pitch, hey, why don't you keep these home there, here and rent them or? Just pay me lot rent. He never, he, yeah. He never,
0: he never suggested that. I don't know that I would have wanted to do that. Anyways,
1: not when you can walk away with the, yeah, fifty plus. Yeah, we, that, we ended up, opposite. we ended up lowering
0: the price. This is a, this is a long drawn out deal. Uh, a lot of things happened, but for, at one point, so lesson I learned in this one too. When I, whenever I first got them from the gentleman that wanted me to move them, that was before I had learned much about how hard it was to move them these were the, actually these were the first ones that i was ever going to move ah, and, these, these 12 these 12 <laughs> what a, right okay. so i was a little i was a little apprehensive about it just because you know i was kind of i was new you know didn't totally know everything about it still don't know everything about it but didn't know as much as i do now and i overestimated how easy it would be to move them uh so he the gentleman that i that i purchased him from Pretty much said you can have them for free, but they've got to be gone within 30 days. What well, we worked we worked out a deal. They he, I had they had to be moved, and if I didn't move them within 90 days from the time that the tenants there was tenants in all of them from the time that the tenant vacated, I had a 90 day window, and if I didn't move them within 90 days, I had to pay for them to be demolished. I thought that would be fine. I thought well, so. Actually, after 30 days, I had to start paying lot rent. I got, I had 30 days to move them. and I didn't have to pay anything. Then after 30 days, I had to pay a lot rent. After 60 days, I had to pay a lot rent again. After 90 days, I had to pay to have them demolished. So I kind of took a big, big leap there and started to feel pinched because I realized, oh man, <laughs> it's not as easy to move these things as I thought it would be. So, um, that's when I, when I got them under contract with this guy, I pretty much, Whenever I was selling to this other investor, I pretty much made the same deal with him that I had with this, the original park owner. I said, you can buy them. You got 30 days from the day that the tenant vacates to sell them to me and move them. And if you don't move them after 30 days, you got to pay me a lot of rent. I knew because then I was just gonna be turning around and handing with that the gentleman that I sold it to. After 60 days, you got to pay again. And after 90 days, you gotta to pay to have them tomorrow. So So I was able to make that deal with him, which I think is probably what motivated him to then say, gosh, I'm just going to go buy the land. I'm going to see what I can buy the land for. So I got a little pinched in that one. I I won't make that deal again. I learned my lesson there that uh, I I overestimate when I'm talking about how, how hard it is to move them. I always say that it's going to take me longer than what I actually think it will. That way, whenever I move them sooner, the seller's happy and i would never do that deal again that to where i can demolish them let's say that i would pay for them to have, be demolished so it was almost was almost a really bad deal ended up being a pretty good deal
1: <laughs> i hope it was pretty it was pretty good first deal how long after you and i got yeah. started working together did that happen did you stumble upon that
0: yeah that was like the that was like the third or five it's like the fourth or fifth deal I think that I did so oh, okay, okay. I I came across that I got the call for that about I guess three months I've been doing mobile homes for three months and I was feeling beat up it was tough you know there's a learning curve in doing this mm-hmm. I was feeling beat up that little you know the little quit fairy was on my shoulder like you need to stop doing this you need to quit <laughs> and I was about you know to give in but my brother who is a really successful guy he has a saying that and i think he stole it from somewhere else but it's the saying the harder you work the luckier you get and it is i believe it 100 percent. and so i just kind of and his son his son is four or five and put a twist on that and i like his his son's twist even better and that is it's good luck to keep trying and and that's kind of my motto it's just it's good luck to keep trying. And so uh, I stuck with it. And then I got a call on this on on this one. And uh yeah, it, it ended up being pretty good. Eventually I did renegotiate the I didn't sell them all for five thousand. I ended up dropping the price to three um because you know, didn't know what I needed to, but um after I had sold a couple, I dropped it to three. The gentleman that I was buying it from, he got put in a hard time. He actually like had a heart attack and some other things. Oh, wow. So,
1: anyways. Well, oh, that is incredible. Now, I gotta be—I gotta be honest. Well, I'm always, hopefully, honest. But it, you know, some folks I work with—they like a lot of handholding, um, need that, want that. Um, totally understand that. I would be somewhat similar. Um, other folks, that's not the case. Um, we do not talk nearly as much. I mean, you are a problem solver. You're answering a lot of your own questions. Um, has been? Has? Has the program been helpful? Has? Um, I mean, I want you to make. I don't want you to make mistakes or I want you to feel, you know, like you always have someone that you can rely on or, or, or call up when needed. So I hope that you always feel that way. Um,
0: I, I, I do feel that way. A hundred, a hundred percent. And you know, that I'll, I'll say, you know, something going back to the thread of relationships. I'll, well, so the best investment that I made of 2020, John was buying your course and I get whatever couple grand that it was, you know, when I, I remember when I was first looking at it, I was like, all right, Who's this guy on YouTube telling people how to flip mobile homes? Like I don't know about this guy. Damn oh, her. Yeah, exactly. That's what's going through my mind. He wants, I, I can't, remember, you know, three grand or whatever, whatever it was, to, you know, buy his quote unquote program. You know, I was just like, oh man, what am I getting into? But I don't know something about it. It just felt right, and so I, I, I took it to my wife, right, my business partner. And she was like, I don't know about this. Um, but we just pulled the trigger. It was like, well, let's, let's do it. And I did. And John, that was the best investment that I made in 2020. Because I directly, I was doing this the other day. And I called you and told you about it. But I was looking at the income that I had made 100% from going off of your lessons and your program. And in less than 12 months, I have made over six figures directly related to what you, what I learned from your course Whoa. and, and not all of that. So for the three grand that I spent, you know, it's, it's got me six figures in return in, in less than a year. Like I said, a lot of these people that I have made relationships with that had a mobile home to sell. Well, they know that, Hey, there's this guy that I like who bought my mobile home. And then when their friend has some real estate that they want to sell, hey, I know this guy you should call or whatever the case is. So I've gotten, a num- I've done a number of traditional flips from the relationships that I've developed doing mobile homes. So that, that's added to it as
1: well. I love that. That used to surprise me that people, if I would have never even gone to their home, like I don't, I never even set an appointment, let alone made an offer or bought their home. But just speaking with folks over the phone, um, confidently educating people, low pressure, mm-hmm. you know, people like us. And you obviously mentioned, Hey, pass my number around. It used to surprise me the amount of people that would like, Hey, this guy buys right. models, you know, you should try to call him. He seemed like a yeah. okay person. Um, but I love that you're getting now calls from other folks that, um, yeah, have single family homes or the, did you ever, while you were investing in single families before your? eyes were opened to the wonderful world of mobile home investing. Did you ever throw those leads away or that never really happened back in the
0: day? Never. I never even, yeah, I probably just never even considered it, you know, just n- not what I'm doing. It wasn't, so you, I, I don't even know that I got leads cause I wasn't even trying to, <laughs> I
1: wasn't even looking for it.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, that's so cool. The, so you're, Most of your business then is, I mean, what I'm gathering is you don't have a tremendous amount of time and you're fitting in what's important to you. You're fitting in what you're able to do. What's important to you is, you know, no very, well, it sounds like, you know, little headaches, little liability. You don't have much time. This isn't the biggest thing in the world that you're working on, but if you can help people and make money and cash out, um, Yeah, I mean, that's working. So the deals that you're gravitating towards uh, and that you're able to help with and you know your marketing is killing it. People are finding you. You're getting these Mm -hmm. homes for little to sometimes nothing and selling Mm -hmm. them for a low price as well. You're passing that along. People don't have any arguments with you. They want to keep buying from you because you're giving them good deals. Um, Do you foresee that you're getting like, is your business now, is, is, is the radius expanding or are you still staying busy with the, like the locations that you're kind of already in, or do you find yourself kind of expanding naturally?
0: Yeah, I, I'm expanding. Uh, as I've been telling close friends, relatives, you know, family members what I've been doing, they hear that and they're like, wow, that's great. You know, I would like to do that too. So <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got other people um, not working for me, but like partnering with me. You know, I've essentially created other investors outside of the market that i'm in and so they'll call me and say hey i've got this deal what do you think and i'll go in on those deals with them so yeah i've I've expanded i guess was that what you were asking like geographically have i expanded or do you mean i maybe i didn't understand No, i did
1: mean geographically but no in yeah. any other way as well that's yeah we're, what well, this looks like in the now and then in the future maybe yeah
0: yeah. So we are getting to the point. So my wife quit her job back in March. And So she's doing this real estate full-time yes. and we're looking to, uh, it, I should be there pretty soon too, where we're just both just doing real estate full-time Huge. and yeah, mo- mobile home is ha- mobile homes have become another tool in the tool belt. Whereas before I just would have sat there and, wondered what I'm doing wrong or whatever the case is. Now I've just kind of got this it's a it's a good uh filler. You know, it's a good filler for
1: whenever whenever I need it. So (laughs) glad you can slum it with us uh some of the times when you're not investing (laughs) in your mansions. (laughs) <laughs> Some people, you know, <laughs> no, I, I love that. Like there's not a one size fits all and mobile homes are not the end all be all of real estate, whether you're fitting it in, uh, whether you want to do this full time, or you're just using individual homes as a stepping stone to get somewhere else. You've put in the work, you, your wife, your son, I mean, you're putting in the work, this education, it would be useless without you Yeah, making a name for yourself, a reputation for yourself, um, Are you, it doesn't sound like your business deals with a lot of park managers in my business and, you know, other mobile home investors business, we usually deal with park managers a bunch. It doesn't sound like you're doing that as much. You're dealing with mostly homes on land, and then you're selling them to other people that want to move them on their land.
0: That is what it has turned into.
1: You know, I met every park manager in
0: within about an hour's <laughs> radius of me, nice, and and I'm really glad I did. Heck yeah! Because you know, whenever you start doing this, whenever you starting your program, and this is starting anything I've learned, but there's something, uh, what oh, what do they call it? Imposter syndrome, mm. where you you just feel like I'm a total imposter, and I don't know what I'm doing, and everybody can tell that I'm an imposter, mm. and They're going to think I'm a loser. (laughs) They're going to laugh me out of here. But going and talking to park managers is such a great exercise, if at nothing else. Because you learn, or at least I learned, that when you go talk to somebody and you look like a total idiot and they think you're a total idiot, and then you walk away and you're like, gosh, I look like a total idiot. And you you realize it doesn't matter. It didn't matter that you look like an idiot. Because guess what? Now you learn from that experience and you can go to the next park manager or whoever and not sound as much like an idiot. And you just keep doing that (laughs) over and over. And then you know what you're talking about. One day it's like, hey, I am the pro. I do know what I'm talking about. I'm not an imposter anymore. And the only way to uh, you know, if you're gonna have experience no matter what it's doing, you know, if it's if it's being in a courtroom or flipping homes or selling mobile homes, you gotta start somewhere and You just kind of got to get over that. But talking to park managers, I learned so much. You know, I I just learned about the mobile home business. I learned about people who are buying and selling mobile homes. And I I still have, you know, a lot of those contacts. So
1: I was going to say in the beginning, I mean, if you sound newer and if you sound very green, there's a difference between, you know, sounding new and green versus being a jerk or belittling somebody or being rude to somebody. So even if you are newer or greener, um, being humble and sincere and proactive and inquisitive and asking questions. And, you know, you can, I, I, I guess I get, I'm getting, I don't think anyone threw you out of the office or, you know, uh, no, even certainly on those not. first few. So,
0: yeah. And that's, Great. that's the other thing. If anyone, if, if you're, I don't know, do you ever listen to Tim Ferriss by chance? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So Tim Ferriss has a, he, he calls it, um, he, he is a big stoic, right? That's like a philosophy, stoicism, but one of the big, I don't know if it's a tenant or principle of stoicism is that a lot of the suffering that we experience is just within our mind. It's not real. And that's kind of what I was getting at is being afraid, not doing, I used to not do things because I was afraid that I was going to look stupid. You know, whenever I was, whenever I was in high school, I didn't ask girls out because I was afraid I was going to get rejected. Well, as an adult, as in my twenties, I didn't go try to tell people that I'd buy their real estate because I was afraid that they were gonna know that I was, didn't know what I was talking about, and they were gonna think I was stupid. But and that fear held me back so much that I number one, I didn't have, I didn't get the date with the girl because I didn't ask. Her. I didn't get the houses because I didn't go ask. Same same thing with this, you know. Fear it, it'll just hold you back, and at the end of the day all that that suffering its really just in your mind. It's really, it's not real, but the fear of failure, the fear of what could be is such, it can be so crippling. So it makes it real. Yeah. Yeah. You know, on the only way, the only way to fail is to give up because failing at deals, failure is a part of success. You have to fail in order to succeed. You know, you look at any pro athlete, any, any, Whoever the best wide receiver is or the best receiver in the NFL, they've dropped passes. They've dropped more passes than I've caught you know, because they get out there and they do it. It's all about reps, no matter what you're going to do. And if you're, you're going to put in reps, you're going to fail. And so if you're not failing, you're probably not trying hard enough.
1: The point of the program, when I work with folks or anyone, if, if folks listening to this invest in a program, which, you know, whatever, mobile homes, real estate, whatever else businesses, um, it should be a return on your investment to minimize those mistakes, um, Mm. to motivate pushing forward, to look over your shoulder, um, to shorten the learning curve and also, yeah, minimize, I mean, more money, less mistakes, less stress, um, Absolutely. Anyway, but but it would be uh, worthless, again, without you making these relationships. Now more people know you, people like you, you're getting calls uh-huh. back, you're getting these referrals, you're not stopping anytime soon. Um, yeah, awesome, and yeah, I Yeah, you, you, you did touch
0: on something huge there. Having a mentor is, gosh, that makes it so much better. Because you can go out there and there is the hard way to learn, and that is by failure. But having a mentor like, like you have been, John, it makes it so much easier because whenever I do get stuck, I at least can call somebody up and be like, hey, what, what should I do here? Give, give me an idea on how I should approach this or whatever, whatever the case is. And that is something that I did not expect for whenever I purchased your program. You know, I thought, hey, I'm buying this program. I'm, you know, I've, I've gone to seminars before. I've bought programs before where it's like you get a curriculum or whatever the case is you teach it and then it's over with you. I really like, I bought a mentor, you know, I bought a partner, I bought a relationship, a very valuable relationship for me that, uh, you know, continues on to this day. So that, that is something, you know, I'm just super thankful for you, John. I'm super thankful that I took the risk, you know, spending that couple grand or whatever it was, you know, to, to buy your program because, uh, yeah, been been a great
1: relationship. Going back to you know our theme, it's been a great relationship. Thank you for saying that. That really uh, means, yeah, more than you know. I mean, I feel I can't really. I I believe you. I believe your words. I hear your your sincerity. Um, you know, for me. It, and I guess, again, it's perception is reality. Like the, you know, the internal thoughts of, you know, not doing enough for Bo or need to, you know, see it's been, a, you know, it's been over a week or more, uh, you know, what's going on. And um, anyway, it. thank you for saying that. That means a ton. Still would have been, yeah, you're the one doing all, putting in all the effort and work. And yes, we're spending time together, but um, keep it up. I want to know you for much longer. I would love for you to own. I mean, do you want to own parks? What's your idea there? I can, I mean, what's your... Well, yeah. Home.
0: Well, first, likewise, John, I mean, you know, um, yeah, this, I, yeah, definitely want, want to know you for much longer too. And, and keep, keep this going, keep this friendship going. But yeah, as far as parks, I definitely want to own parks. I'm actually looking at a deal right now. Oh. I'm, I'm working on, working on getting a park right now. It was a deal that a guy called me to come and move some mobile homes. I go and look at him. He said he had four of them that he wants me to look at. They need a lot of work, right? That's what I heard, and you hear that you hear that a lot. But so I go and I'm looking at them, and they're total garbage. They're they're horrible. You know, you can't. You know, a stray cat wouldn't live in these things. So I tell him that I said, "Hey, I'm so you know I'm sorry. This is just not going to work." Uh, one thing I have started doing is trying to just every, and this was some advice that I got from another real estate investor, kind of a mentor. That I know is just don't look at something and say, This this can't work. Look at it and say, How can I make this work? And so I was just sitting there, you know, I was thinking about how can I make this work? How can I make this work? And um, you know, I know a lot of handymen, I know a lot of guys that do our, our real estate flips. And so I knew that these things were absolutely worthless. There was you couldn't do anything with them. And I said, I told him that, I said, these, you know, I'm sorry, but I can't do anything with these. I really don't think you've got anything worth anything here, but, um, if you do want them demolished, right? Because this is another thing. He was wanting to put up a shop. He needed the space. Uh, this was a park that this gentleman had inherited from his father and, uh, he didn't want to run the park. That's why it was so run down. But, um, I said, you know, if, if you want them demolished, I can demolish them for you. And, um, you know, I, I know the people that can, that can demolish them. And he thought about that for a while, but then it clicked. Like, wait a minute, you know, this is a mobile home park that for 10 units, it's a small park, but it's a mobile home park inside the city limits, which where I'm from, they don't let any more mobile home parks in the cities. Like if you, if the property was zoned for mobile home parks, your grandfathered in, but other than that, there's no more being created. And so I said, well, you know, would you sell the property? And he kind of hemmed and hawed about it. And he did. And we agreed on the price. And so, yeah, you know, so looking at the, you know, the deal's not done yet. We haven't, we haven't closed yet. We got some, some paperwork to deal with, but uh, yeah, working on, the ideas and advice given in today's episode are for entertainment purposes only if you have future ideas or questions for upcoming episodes please email us at support at mobilehomeinvesting.net if you've enjoyed this podcast episode the biggest compliment you can give is to like and share this podcast with your friends